Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who has the firmest buttocks of them all? Famed is thy buttocks, Sammy. But hold, a fly girl I see. Don't be fooled by thy rocks that she's got. For Jenny from the blocks, buttocks, are firmer than thee. Thine? What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I am your host, Sam. I am terrified of wrinkles and a saggy-ass shorty. And I am her co-host and sister Sarah, way too fat and bloated for this episode, Shorky. And I hope everybody's enjoying that we've started including these middle names. Although I'll be interested to see how long that's going to (laughs) last. Well, for now, we like it. Yes. Why exactly are you fat and bloated today, Sari? You've got me doing a channeling your inner goddess episode (laughs) on day two of my friggin' period. Right now, I kind of want to punch my goddess in the face a little bit. And I would just like to share that I think it is really hilarious how many men apparently listen to our (laughs) podcast Despite the fact that we often talk about our gross, uh, private, womanly shit. Sorry, Dad. I know Mom forces you to listen. But yeah, I actually received a tweet from a man the other day saying that he was binge listening to four episodes of the podcast in a row. And uh, his tweet was that he now knows more about my bodily functions than he ever needed or wanted to know. (laughs) So I'm not really sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Nevertheless, I am a goddess, and this episode is all about channeling your inner goddess, even if it is a really farty, sweaty, (laughs) and poopy (laughs) goddess. Speaking of reviews and listener feedback, we are super stoked this week. And apparently, us begging for iTunes reviews has actually started to pay off. Finally. This week, we actually received not one, not two, but three. Three. Awesome reviews. So huge thank you to everybody. We will read each of your reviews over the next few weeks, but today we thought it only appropriate to read this one that was called I'm Hooked on the Beanstalk. Nice one. By Dion Rose. Sarah, would you like to read it or shall I? Uh, I think it might be in our best interest for me not to read the reviews. Why is that? 
Well, I couldn't help but notice that since I read the last review, we haven't received any new ones. <laughs> yeah, good point, actually. I'm not, I'm not sure my interpretation was, was well received. I will read this one then. As promised, I will do an impression of what I think Dion's voice might sound like. So here goes. Hope you like it, Dion. This podcast is awesome. Sarah and Sam are a dynamic duo and always keeping me chuckling. Wait a minute. Did that say Sarah and Sam? Yeah, what the hell? Nice. I dig that, though. That Yes, way to give Sarah some props, since we all know that she's definitely the, the lesser favorite host. <laughs> Anyways, back to the review. I am really looking forward to hearing about the outcome of the zero waste experiment. I actually think the last episode was my favorite to date, even though it's hard to say. I have found all the topics relevant and the mix of light-hearted humor keeps me coming back for more. I love how they end each episode with a duet, but man, I have to say, Wonderful World wins the vegan cake. Thanks for cheering me up, ladies. I love the show. Keep it coming. Wow, that was that was impressive. <laughs> yeah, and that was an awesome review. Thank you so much, Dion, for that. Is Thank there? you for acknowledging me, Dion. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, putting her before me and... <laughs> I just want to say, I told you people love our songs. Yeah, and of all the songs to love, the Louis Armstrong. I know. Yeah, in case anyone out there uh, missed that one, if you're ever wondering, uh, you know, what it would be like for Grover and Yoda to get really high and (laughs) sing a duet, (laughs) that's basically what our rendition sounded like. And which one am I? I'm Grover. (laughs) Aren't I? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to listen to it again. I feel like you were more Yoda. I also think it's interesting that Dion loved the No Waste podcast because we almost scrapped it. We we almost uh, didn't post that episode because our guests actually bailed at the last minute and the audio quality wasn't good. Huge shout out to our producer, Aaron, for somehow making it sound decent. Good to know it was a fan favorite. Good thing you didn't listen to me. Yeah, Sarah was the one really wanting to pitch it. Um, But yeah, that review was totally what we needed to get pumped for today's episode. So let's do it. I just want to say not to worry, Dion. Stay tuned for video footage of our uh, disgusting no-waste compost soup. (laughs) Um, that we will be preparing for each other to eat before we head out to Calgary Veg Fest. Yes, I forgot. We did say that we were going to prepare um, a bouillon of some kind based on what we've accumulated for waste. So that will be the Jacked on the Beanstalk first ever Fear Factor episode the eat my waste edition (laughs) everyone can look forward to that we'll be doing a video of that so subscribe to my youtube channel if you want to catch that can't wait to uh, taste whatever 
you've cooked up for me. Maybe we could like rustle up some poor bastards and blindfold them and have like some weird palate tasting. Have a dinner party and then tell everyone (laughs) afterwards that it's our waste. Back to today's episode, which we mentioned is all about embracing our inner goddess or god for our male listeners, since apparently there's a lot of them out there, which I love. Last week, we mentioned uh, talking about my energy clearing process that I do in the morning before I go and, and do my cardio and... I mentioned dry brushing my body as part of my morning routine, and it got me thinking how important it is for me to do those things because not only is it just part of my daily routine that makes me feel optimal, but it it really connects me to myself, and it's something I do that really helps me to appreciate my body and my uniqueness. Yeah, I think I'm just going to tap out right now. See you next week, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. You're uh, you're pretty much only here for comedic value anyway. Good. <laughs> I, I might actually be too irritable to be funny today anyway. Not possible, Sarah. You're just way too lovable. Dion thinks so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How you like me now? How you like me? Uh, anyways, going back to my dry brushing... <laughs> Oh. Let it let it be known that I do not do this every day. Uh, unfortunately, I I don't always have the time, but I do try to spend a couple of minutes naked, staring at myself in front of the mirror. If it's not to dry brush, even if it's just when I get out of the shower in the morning, and I know this probably sounds like a horrible form of torture to some people to actually stand in front of the mirror naked and and really take it all in what you're looking at. I have a feeling maybe the male listeners are enjoying this part of the podcast. (laughs) Yes, everybody picture me naked right now. But no, have you actually heard that apparently uh, the statistic is something like 90% of women, when we look in the mirror, we are repulsed by what we see no matter how good we look, and 90% of men, when they look at themselves, think that they're a stud, or at least, you know, that they're doing aight, no matter what they look like. Sadly, uh, I am aware of that statistic, and yeah, I think that speaks volumes to, to the difference between female confidence versus male confidence and, you know, how we view our self-worth. It's pretty sad. You can relate the fact that we run a vegan coaching business where I'm, I'm helping people to feel better about their bodies and, and, you know, work with them with training and nutrition plans. And we're always shocked sometimes at these women who have these gorgeous bodies that 90% of women would kill to have. And yet they're, they're so hard on themselves. And, you know, they see these, these flaws that we are like, what is she talking about? You know? So I wanted to bring up this mirror dry brushing morning ritual that I do because I too haven't always liked looking at what I see in my reflection. And of course, a big part of the reason why I do this little dry brush routine is of course, it's good for all kinds of things from detoxification and exfoliating your skin as well. Uh, It's good for circulating your blood, lymphatic drainage. Definitely Google the benefits of dry brushing for anyone who is unfamiliar with this. You basically just 
take this little uh, loofah in circular motion starting from your feet or your neck and you're circling all over your body and you want to pull it in towards your heart and it basically helps to shed your dead skin cells and encourage new cell renewal. I find and and it's been proven that this helps to uh, create smoother and brighter skin. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I literally have every guy I've ever been with has said I have crazy smooth skin. And even just today, one of my female clients rubbed my arm (laughs) and was like, oh my God, your skin is soft. What do you do? So I went and and told her about the dry brushing. But I did want to say, make sure that you get a dry brush that is not made from boar bristles because uh, most dry brushes are not vegan. I think mine is made from cactus. Definitely all you vegs out there, be, be aware of that if you do decide to start this little process yourself. With this little dry brushing time that I take for myself, I really use this time to appreciate my body for what it is. I truly mean this no matter how big or small or shredded or fat jacked or bloated I might feel that day. A big part of what I want to discuss on today's episode is how you, the listeners, can also connect with your bodies and more importantly, how we can become more in tune with our feminine side and our inner goddess as we have titled today's episode. Because I know for me, being a bodybuilder and a trainer, it is very easy for me to get really wrapped up in this whole strong and powerful, masculine, I'm a superhero woman. I think I spent many years, especially when I was competing, really trying to embody and embrace this strong persona that I thought I was supposed to be as a competitive fitness person. And now I really try not to live in gym clothes 24-7. Yeah, have you actually noticed that, Sarah? When we meet up, I try not to look like I'm headed to the gym all the time. No, I definitely noticed. I'm I'm a little disappointed since I thought you were getting dolled up for me, but <laughs> either way, I feel like you always look good, whether it's gym clothes, uh-huh. but I probably noticed when you're more on the other end, like last weekend uh, when I showed up and you were wearing baggy sweatpants and a shitty baggy hoodie. That, that was a little out of character. Yeah. And and yeah, and I will say that I'm still one of those chicks who does coordinate her gym attire and I would never want to look like a complete bag of shit no matter what I'm doing, <laughs> um, which I actually credit mom for that because she always preach to me that, you know, whenever I leave the house, no matter what errand I'm running or what I'm doing, that I should always put some kind of effort into my appearance. That's actually a good question for you, Sarah, since you're a mom. When you're pressed for time and running out the door to uh, get your errands done, how much thought or effort would you say you put into your appearance? That's weird. I don't remember moms telling me that, but I, I feel like that was kind of the thing that you, you should take some sort of pride in, you know, yourself. But yeah, I never do errands in my pajamas. I've always been a t-shirt and jeans kind of girl, so I'm not exactly breaking out the heels to go buy toilet paper. <laughs> 
me, it's just too easy to portray that tough girl persona when I am at the gym or even when I'm not in the gym. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty muscular, strong girl, and I think I, I kind of have a bitchy face to begin with, you know, and when I'm at the gym, I, I like being in that mode, you know, I've got my death metal playing in my headphones, I'm lifting heavy ass weights, you know, I'm usually one of few women because I go at like 10.30 at night and it's me and the same 10 dudes every time and <laughs> I'm lifting heavier than most of them. Don't get me wrong, I actually like being that untouchable, unattainable, you know, hardcore gym bitch. But I don't want to be that girl all the time is what I'm saying. And so something that I've really had to acknowledge and work at over the years, especially since I've kind of taken a back seat with the competing career, is I'm really trying to soften up more and embrace my femininity. And I'll be honest in that, like, I never really want to wear heels. I'm not that kind of a a girly girl. And I still want to work out, um... It's rare for me that I'm not going to be rocking a sweaty bun or a ponytail 24-7, as you can uh, definitely attest to. But I do still want to make an effort to get out of the Lululemons and my tank tops as much as possible and throw on a cute dress or maybe some, you know, little flat cute boots or some flip-flops and a little romper or whatever. When I do change into a more girly outfit... I instantly feel more soft and girly. And I think my whole vibe that I'm giving off suddenly becomes more approachable and definitely less intimidating. And I think it's important for all of us to uncover um, the yin and the yang within all of us. And Sarah, do you know which is feminine and which is masculine in regards to the yin and the yang? Actually, uh Yeah, I have no idea. Let me tell you, the yang is your masculine energy and the yin is your feminine energy. And so basically, it's said in Chinese medicine that within each of us is a flow of life energy. And this life energy has two expressions. So there's the outward flow being the yang, which again is the more masculine energy. And then there's the inward flow, the yin, which of course is the expression of our feminine energy. And so they say that the yang masculine energy is the more creative one. And that's the energy you feel when you are focused on completing a task. It's associated with our practical, more logical thinking brain, as well as um, like people who tend to be extroverted. So it would make sense that my, I would say me, my yang is probably quite strong, right? When you hear what the yang is all about. And then the yin, feminine energy, is the receiving inward flow of energy. So they, the Chinese medicine doctors say that this is the energy that engages with our feelings and our intuition. And it's also active when we're listening to, um, you know, Ginuwine's pony. I guess my yin is never activated then. <laughs> and uh, what I mean by that is that when we're having sexy time... <laughs> Or even when we're just using our imagination, 
that is when you're connected to your yin feminine energy. So aside from riding genuine pony, um, <laughs> how do we connect with our yin and channel our inner goddess? Well, I think it's more about just finding balance between the two rather than trying to just focus on one all of the time. Obviously, I'm not exactly a Chinese medicine doctor, so how the hell do I know? <laughs> but I do remember reading that an excess of yang, aka the masculine energy, can lead to anxiety. And instead of feeling peaceful throughout the day, you can become super aggressive and irritated. Whereas an excess of yin, feminine energy, leads can lead to depression. So we basically lose the inspiration to create the stuff that we want for ourselves or say the drive to accomplish those goals that we have when we're running low on our yin feminine energy. So I guess the answer is balancing our energies, you know, is how we're going to minimize stress and live happier lives. So probably the same principles and and things you can do, proper nutrition, eating healthy foods, uh, meditation, getting out into nature, exercising, making time for self-care, and of course, bringing me back to the dry brushing in the morning, right? That is self-care. That is forcing yourself to get real intimate with yourself. And no, I'm not talking about using the dry brush as a sex toy. Ouch. Again, boar bristles or cactus (laughs) bristles would would not be pleasant. But you do want to rub it all over your body, again, in a circular motion, (laughs) starting at the neck and towards the heart. While I do this, I will often say, or at least think to myself, the things that I love about my body. And so I really, really recommend everybody try this. Even if you're not dry brushing, everybody has like a loofah or some little exfoliating gloves that you can pick up from any drugstore. You're going to exfoliate, dry brush your body, and while you're doing it, tell yourself the things that you love about yourself. What makes you feminine? What makes you beautiful? So I'll say stuff like... I love my curves. While I'm I'm focusing the dry brush on the back of my thighs, and yes, even I too have a little bit of cellulite. In fact, 90% of women have some kind of cellulite and even 10% of men have cellulite, okay? So for all these women that reach out to me saying, "I want to get rid of my cellulite." Don't worry. You're in good company, okay? Dry brushing can help to diminish the appearance of cellulite because it does help to soften uh, the hard fat deposits that are below the skin and it helps to distribute those fat deposits more evenly. Dry brushing is also said to help reduce cellulite by removing the toxins that may be breaking down your connective tissue. And on that note, everybody go check out my recent blog post called Removing All Forms of Toxicity from My Life for more info all about this particular topic. I don't know why channeling your inner goddess has turned into uh, 20 minutes on dry brushing. (laughs) Um, Anybody tuning in thinks this is all about dry brushing. (laughs) That's all it takes, guys. Go and get a dry brush. 
and you are a goddess, all right? <laughs> While I'm brushing my butt cheeks or my thighs, I will think to myself that I'm proud of this walnut crusher that I have sculpted. And as I'm dry brushing my stomach, I which all which helps with digestion, by the way, I will think to myself, you know, damn, I love my womanly hips and I love that I'm curvy and how, you know, these curves make me feel ultra feminine and, you know, I'll dry brush my boobs and and I'll think to myself, yeah, man, they've shrunk over the years, but going off birth control and years of weight training will do that to you. And you know what? I still appreciate the shape of my perky little boobs and how firm they are at age 35 and you know, fine, I've never had kids. You get where I'm going with this. It's all about the self-talk. And you guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I'm all about the self-talk and stating those affirmations. So I, of course, use this particular time in the morning and whenever, whatever days I can fit some dry brushing in, I use that time for those affirmations and that self-talk. Sometimes it'll be as general as saying, I love what I see and who I see in the mirror. Sometimes I'll do this when I'm stretching. I'll hang from my pull-up bar and I'll just look in the mirror and go, yeah, I am sexy and I am powerful and I am totally satisfied with who I am and what I look like today. And I know it sounds like a bunch of spiritual hippie bullshit and... I apologize if you're all rolling your eyes like probably Sarah is right now, (laughs) feeling like a bloated whale. But I'm telling you guys, when you start your day with positive self-care practices like this, it really does shape your day to be that much better. Because you've started your day like this, you make time for exercise. You choose to eat foods that are going to make you feel good and not guilty. And you're going to be kinder to yourself and other people and appreciate the little things that pop up that much more instead of focusing on all of the negative little shit that may or may not arise. So... Sarah, what about you? When do you feel most feminine? And uh, do you have any little tips and tricks and daily practices that help you to channel your inner goddess? Oh, God. I don't even remember the last time I channeled my inner goddess. I honestly think it's something you should be doing every day. Even if it's just putting Pony by Genuine on. I can assure you that has never (laughs) happened and it will never happen. But I should say that sometimes, even though I'm always pulling out my masculine energy at the gym, sometimes I will put on a song like Pony by Genuine when I'm on the Stairmaster or when I'm squatting or whatever because it just does kind of make me feel sexy. I'm telling you, uh, give it a try and I I guarantee you will be feeling sexier while you work out. Why is that your sexy song? That's weird. Anyway, actually, 20 years ago, I would have been way more into this shit than you, believe it or not. Not the genuine, but the whole goddess thing. And dry Um, brushing? No, (laughs) never into dry brushing. Yeah, no, what I I meant about being into this uh, 20 years ago was I was very much into women's issues and prided myself on being a feminist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a let's rip everybody's balls off kind of feminist, (laughs) but, uh, you know, hey, there's a lot of messed up shit in this world that women deal with kind of way. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So channeling my inner goddess used to be 
collecting powerful quotes and creating lame art. I don't mm, know. <laughs> yes, I like that. I, I The lame art? No, <laughs> I too am all about the inner goddess quotes. The one that comes to mind when you said that, and I often remind myself and my clients of this one, is by Taryn Bennett, who is this really cool Australian lady who made that Netflix documentary called Embrace. And it's all about having a positive body image. And she said, my body will take on many shapes in my lifetime, but it is my character that matters most. And I live by that expression. And I highly recommend that anyone listening to this podcast who has Netflix go and watch that documentary. Uh, she talks about her lifelong weight struggles and how much she hated her body after having children and how she learned to love it. And yeah, it was really good, really empowering. Well, it's funny you mention that because little did I know that the greatest glimpse into my goddess <laughs> would come in my 30s when I became a mom. Mm. Without a doubt, the most feminine or connected to my body I've ever felt. You know, I remember the day I found out I was pregnant with my son, my first pregnancy. I remember walking to work and I can honestly say it was the happiest 15 minutes of my life. Because I've, I've just, I've never felt like that. There was something about knowing uh, my life would forever be changed. My body would forever be changed. And right at that very moment, my body was different. And it was like I, I had a secret. I had life inside of me and that... Uh, that feeling is just, it's indescribable. Aw, that's something I'm sure that all the moms listening can relate to. I do want to make a point, now I feel kind of bad. Uh, I want to make a point that I am in no way suggesting that your ability to carry a child is what makes one a true woman, because I'm, I'm simply speaking of my own personal feelings at that time. Oh, you're not hurting my feelings. Uh, I am quite happy to have abs and a tight stomach rather than snot-nosed kids. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not talking about you, a-hole. I'm referring to the women out there who deal with the struggle and heartbreak of, of unsuccessful pregnancies. And right. sadly, I can also relate to those feelings. Um, anyway, for me personally, pregnancy and uh, breastfeeding is the most beautiful connection I've ever had to my body, not to mention another human for that matter. But yeah, I don't know. I've always been kind of fascinated by the pregnant body, just like the shapes and the curves. There's just something about it. Yeah, I'll probably be sobbing by the end of this episode. Yeah, too much yin going yeah. <laughs> on. Anyways, I do though love I that. am the yin to your yang. At least yeah, today. Yeah, you are. You today. are. I, nevertheless, do enjoy that we're both bringing a very different perspective to this episode and the podcast in general. Yeah, it's interesting how I'm coming from a place of feminism and motherhood, and you're talking <laughs> about some gross genuine song. <laughs> sure bring different perspectives. I didn't even really embrace or discover my own inner goddess until after I hung up my blinged out bikinis and decided I didn't want to do fitness competitions anymore, which is funny, right? Because my whole reason for doing the competitions, you know, aside from, you know, there was there was other reasons, but of course I wanted to look good. I wanted to feel good. 
And as grateful as I am for that time in my life and for all the opportunities that came out of it, my competing years were also a time when my entire frigging life was focused on my weight and striving to be the best and look the best. And honestly, guys, I spent way too much time and energy listening to that inner critic asshole who told me that I needed to be the leanest, I needed to be the tightest, the most defined, the most feminine, the prettiest girl on stage with the roundest shoulders and the biggest butt. And at the time, I truly thought that winning these competitions was going to make me ooze self-confidence and feel oh so hot and sexy. And sure, I won a few shows and even a pro card, and I like to think that I rep the vegans in a pretty cool way. And I know I say this all the time, but did winning a $5 plastic trophy make me feel like a goddess? Hell no. In fact, it wasn't until after I'd quit competing, like I mentioned, that I realized self-esteem is not some mystical power that comes after you've lost weight or you've sculpted this perfect ass or won a pro card or whatever. And it really did take me a long time to realize that I don't have to weigh 125 pounds or have zero cellulite and super long, luscious, straight hair down to my perfect bulbous ass in order to love and accept myself. I really had to learn that I could be myself exactly the way and size that I am right now and still be happy and content with it while I continue to improve. For me, (laughs) so for me, it's this way of thinking that has essentially been a huge part of my channeling my inner goddess. And so I know I keep talking about the dry brushing, but like that is a big part of how I connect to who I am and realizing that I am happy, I am complete, I am whole just the way I am. And it doesn't frigging matter if I have 10 extra pounds on me or not. Because, and and this is a word that I use all the time to describe myself, I am an elegant woman. I am a confident woman. And in fact, that's another affirmation that I say to myself all the time, where I will repeat, I intend for my body to always be vital, healthy, and filled with energy so that I may exude true beauty and elegance in perfect balance and in health. Literally reading to you guys one of my daily intentions that I have written up on my big whiteboard because that to me is the definition of an inner goddess, of a goddess, is true beauty and elegance in perfect balance and in health. And that's what I strive for now. Not the perfect ass, not being a size two, perfect balance in health, true beauty and elegance. I like that. And as much as we've joked about my feminist ways back in the day, I am truly grateful for that phase in my life. I mean, I was like 19 and 20 when I got into that stuff. And that is a really weird, difficult and confusing time for a chick, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, most women don't find that kind of confidence and strength until they've gone through some rather damaging shit you know I mean hell some women never get there yeah it's true you want to talk about finding your goddess I had this on my wall for many years actually brought it I should tell you where it came from first though I don't want to get sued so I used to read a lot 
And uh, I've always been one of those people who like underline anything in a book that would speak to me. So I read this book called Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Now, if you don't have patience for feminist literature, I would not recommend you read this. But this book is kind of cool because it's almost like a combination of uh, she, she sort of talks about how her grandmother uh, was was quite the storyteller. So some of these are sort of old stories and folklore type stuff um, that she almost translates into relevant terms for women today. The title comes from the idea that women and wolves share a psychic bond in their fierceness and their grace. And, and you know, women have this primitive side that we've kind of suppressed. Uh, but anyways, what I'm about to read was something that I took from various chapters throughout the book and made into one major bunch of goddess-channeling awesomeness. When we accept our own beauty, it is put into perspective. Does a wolf know how beautiful she is when she leaps? Does a feline know what beautiful shape she makes when she sits? Is a bird awed by the sound it hears when it snaps open its wings? Learning from them, we just act in our own true way and do not draw back from or hide our natural beauty. Like the creatures, we just are, and it is right. To take much pleasure in a world filled with many kinds of beauty is a joy in life to which all women are entitled. To support only one kind of beauty is to be somehow unobservant of nature. There cannot be only one kind of songbird, only one kind of wolf. There cannot be one kind of baby, one kind of man, or one kind of woman. There cannot be only one kind of breast, one kind of waist, one kind of skin. Mm. The questions are not how to form, but how to feel. The breast in all its shapes has the function of feeling and feeding. Does it feed? Does it feel? It is a good breast. And I like this part especially. The hips, they are wide for a reason. Inside them is a satiny cradle of new life. A woman's hips are the outriggers for the body above and below. They are portals. They are a lush cushion. The handholds for love, a place for children to hide behind. The legs, they are meant to take us, sometimes to propel us. They are the pulleys that help us lift. They are the ring for encircling a lover. They cannot be to this or to that. They are what they are. There is no supposed to be in bodies. The question is not size or shape or years of age or even having two of everything, for some do not. But the wild issue is, does this body feel... Does it have right connection to pleasure, to heart, to soul, to the wild? Does it have happiness and joy? Can it in its own way move, dance, jiggle, sway, thrust? Nothing else matters. If this mic wasn't so expensive, I would drop it right now. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I wasn't expecting you to break out uh, that at all. But I, I honestly think that is a good way to end this episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk Channeling Your Inner Goddess podcast. I'm very excited also to sing the song that we have selected for this episode. And apparently Dion loves our song, so let's not let her down. But I did want to mention um, some shameless self-promotion that we did add a new Jacked on the Beanstalk t-shirt design to the web store. So if you go to jackedonthebeanstalk.com, you will see it up there. 
free shipping to the United States and Canada for all orders over a hundred. So, Sarah, what song will we be singing? Actually, I'm going to go home, look at myself in the mirror, and sing this song to myself <laughs> while dry brushing. <laughs> Perfect. It's You're Beautiful by James, James Blunt. All right, and this one is dedicated to Dion. <laughs> And to each and every one of you listeners out there, because you are beautiful. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. I saw an angel. Of that I'm sure. She smiled at me on the subway. She was with another man. But I won't lose no sleep on that. Cause I've got a plan. You're beautiful, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, it's true. (laughs) I saw your face in a crowded place, and I don't know what to do. Cause I'll never be with you. That was beautiful. (laughs) Well, we are beautiful. (laughs) And on that... And so are you, James. And so are you, Jacked on the Beanstalk listeners. So keep those reviews coming. We love it. Seriously, that totally made our day. And hope everybody has a beautiful week. And go and get those dry brushes out. (laughs) Sis, Sharky sisters. Oh,